Welcome to Santa Cruz Local. I'm Kara Myberg Guzman. Let's talk about housing and let's start with a trip back in time. Santa Cruz in the 1970s. Housing development was booming. Three bed, two bath ranch houses were sprouting up from Scotts Valley to Santa Cruz to Watsonville. Over the hill, Silicon Valley, the great economic engine, was being born. UC Santa Cruz was growing steadily. Santa Cruz County became one of the fastest growing counties in the nation. And along with the people came traffic, rising housing costs, and sprawl. But then, lawmakers wanted to hit the brakes. In part because of a growing environmental movement, Santa Cruz County lawmakers started to limit growth. Developers' plans for new suburbs were shot down. A nuclear power plant had been proposed for Sleepy Davenport, but it didn't happen. A convention center and condo project planned on Lighthouse Field was blocked after residents organized in opposition. Then, in 1978, county voters approved Ballot Measure J, which put limits on how fast the county could grow. Some would say it succeeded because it stopped Santa Cruz from becoming another San Jose or Orange County. Fast forward to 2019. The population has risen from 188,000 in 1980 to 274,000 last year. UC Santa Cruz has grown and plans to add thousands of more students in the coming years. But the county's housing stock has not grown substantially. In part because of limited supply, the cost of renting a room in a house and the cost of buying a home has become out of reach for many people. Now we're at a crossroads. This year, our state got a new governor in Gavin Newsom. And there's a state assembly that seems primed to tackle the state's housing shortage and create some laws that make building easier. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate Thank it. you. Enter Scott Wiener. <laughs> hey, how are you? Um, great, how are you? I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan. I just Thank wanted to you. say that. I appreciate um, that. Wiener is a state senator from San Francisco. On a recent Friday, he drove down from the city after a long work week to meet with Santa Cruz residents at Peace United Church of Christ on High Street. It was part of a statewide tour to talk to people about housing and help drum up support for his housing bill, SB 50. Basically, SB 50 would make it easier to build housing near public transit and job centers. But it would take away cities' ability to limit growth, and that rubs many people the wrong way. But here's Wiener's pitch. He wants to flip zoning on its head. Right now, most of the state is zoned only for single-family homes. That's like your standard three-bed, two-bath house. His bill would allow for more dense housing, like condos, townhomes, apartments, to be built in areas where there are public transit lines and job centers. That would open up lots of new housing to be built where only single-family homes could be built before. Here's how he describes it. So when you think of affordable housing, housing that's subsidized for low-income people that, let's say, a nonprofit developer builds, um, it's all multi-unit, right? Yeah. No, no, you're not right. building single-family homes that are subsidized for low-income people. You would never do that. It only pencils if you do multi-unit. You have 80% of California is zoned for single-family homes, and that means that, the, that everything else is banned. The only thing you're allowed to build is single-family homes. So in all of these vast parcels in Santa Cruz and San Francisco and elsewhere where it's only legal to build single-family, that is off-limits to affordable housing, right? And so SB 50 would take a whole bunch of those parcels and say, we're also going to let you build multi-unit there. And so therefore, a nonprofit developer could build affordable housing there. So the pool of eligible parcels for affordable housing 
will grow significantly under SB 50. The bill is expected to be voted on by the state Senate Governance and Finance Committee on April 23rd, so it's far from becoming law. But it's worth talking about because it's a potential way to help solve the state's housing problem. The upshot is that it allows more multifamily homes, like condos and apartments, to be built near busy bus stops, offices, and shops. It's about density versus sprawl. Part of the thinking is, if people can live near their work and public transit, it helps reduce traffic and commute times. The bill represents a more urban vision for California, and it works like this. I'll only mention the parts that apply to us in Santa Cruz County. Under the bill, local governments would have to allow apartments in single-family zones if the project is either near jobs or busy bus stops. In these areas near jobs and busy bus stops, the bill would also ease parking requirements, which have been known to kill projects. Projects would have to meet a list of criteria, including local height requirements, so you don't have to worry about five-story buildings suddenly popping up next door. That is, unless you already live in an area where five stories are allowed. So where are these areas in Santa Cruz County that have lots of jobs or busy bus stops where we may see more development? Let's talk first about where the jobs are. Basically, it's Santa Cruz's west side and downtown, Scotts Valley, Capitola, Aptos, and parts of Live Oak. That's according to a map released by the California Housing Partnership and three centers at UC Berkeley. We posted the map on our website, santacruzlocal.org. A staffer in Senator Wiener's office told me that they're using that map as a starting point, but if the bill passes, it'll really be up to the state to decide. Okay, so now let's talk about where those busy bus stops are. I asked our local transit authority, Santa Cruz Metro, about where those bus stops are that fit SB 50's criteria. Then I mapped those stops and drew a quarter mile radius around each and came up with a sketch of where SB 50 would allow apartments. Basically, it's a swath through Santa Cruz's downtown and west side along Laurel Street and Bay Street. There's another strip on the east side along Water Street and SoCal Avenue. Watsonville has two areas, on Main Street from downtown to just past Ohlone Parkway, and on Airport Boulevard near the Safeway. Those maps are also posted on our website, santacruzlocal.org. So if you're hearing this and getting riled up about it, you're not alone. I overheard one Santa Cruz resident speaking heatedly to Senator Weiner after his talk about what SB 50 would do to her neighborhood. Opponents are upset that the bill takes away local control. Some say what works in a major city wouldn't work in this city. Others say the bill would have an unintended consequence. Cities would remove or limit transit service as a way to block development. Still others say the bill doesn't do enough to combat gentrification. Another thing you should know about local housing is that Santa Cruz, Capitola, Scotts Valley, Watsonville, and Santa Cruz County are behind in their housing development goals. Probably no surprise there, but I think you should know exactly how far behind our local governments are. For example, let's drill down on Santa Cruz. It's about to get a little complicated here, so bear with me. What we're talking about is RENA goals, spelled R-H-N-A, which stands for Regional Housing Needs Allocation. These targets come down from the state. The city is supposed to issue permits for 180 units of affordable housing for people with very low incomes. The deadline is the year 2023, and the clock started ticking in 2015. Last year, the city issued just six of those 180 permits. 
The year before, zero permits. The year before that, one permit. At this rate, the city will never reach its goal. Also, just because the permits have been issued doesn't mean they're actually built. Those six building permits issued for very low-income housing last year, none of those units were completed. Another example, last year, the city issued 53 permits for low-income housing. Just two were completed last year. It's a similar story around the county. For example, Capitola is supposed to issue 83 permits for affordable housing between 2015 and 2023. By the end of 2017, it had issued just one. Scotts Valley? That city didn't even make any RENA goals. So, why do these numbers matter? It's because our local governments could miss out on funding. Governor Newsom plans to reward money to cities moving toward their goals. He set aside $500 million in his draft budget. It's still too early to say what that might look like, though, because the budget's going to be revised in May, and it'll be debated on in the legislature. Here's another reason why RENA goals could become a big deal. Governor Newsom has said he would withhold transportation funding from local governments that aren't meeting their goals. That plan has been delayed, though, until 2023. We don't know what that plan would look like yet, either. Santa Cruz is way behind on its very low-income housing goal, but that's actually the norm for the state. So Santa Cruz is actually doing okay by comparison. Also, quick side note, there's one rule already in effect. Because Santa Cruz is behind on its goal, the city already has lost some control. Developers with certain projects that are 50% affordable housing automatically get a green light. So far though, in Santa Cruz, that rule hasn't resulted in more affordable housing. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about something new that we're trying. We don't have a catchy name for it yet, but for now let's call it Audio Letters to the Editor. Part of what we're doing at Santa Cruz Local is trying to talk about solutions, and we want to hear ideas from you. On Tuesday, the Santa Cruz City Council is set yet again to talk about the closure of the Ross homeless camp. As we've talked about before in previous episodes, the city seems locked in an endless cycle of opening and closing and reopening homeless camps. Now it looks like the city is going to close the Ross homeless camp on April 30 and reopen the 1220 River Street camp. If it turns out that there's not enough shelter beds for the people living at Ross camp, then the city's just not going to enforce its camping ban. Do you have a better idea of how the city could approach this problem? Send us a voice memo. You know, that little app on your iPhone or Android where you can record yourself speaking? Send us a 20-second clip, and I'm talking 20 seconds max, on how the city could solve its problem with homeless camps. We'll publish the best ones in our city council episode that'll come out on Wednesday. Email your 20-second voice memo to info at santacruzlocal.org. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to Santa Cruz Local. I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. Thank you to Stephen Baxter for your work editing this episode. Music was by Bobby Cole and Poddington Bear at soundofpicture.com.